0: Uh, Take your outlines, if you would, today, or turn turn your Bibles, if you would. We're going to be looking at uh, several verses of Scripture. And um, so uh, last week, let me give you a little review of last week's message because this is kind of like a part two. Uh, Last week's message is building a strong spirit. I believe God wants us to have a strong spirit, okay? And we talked about three traps that uh, Samson fell into, and I want you to avoid those traps. And I'll give them to you real quick. Um, and you know our messages, If sometimes if you miss one, you can go online to our website, and we have the messages right there that you could go back and listen to them later. Self-indulgence weakens my spirit. And we gave you the scripture, uh, Galatians 6, 7. Don't be uh, misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. A man will always reap. Just the kind of crop that he sows. And, uh, you know, that is that, that's, that's God's word, Galatians 6 7. Samson's problem was women, he ignored God's plans and followed his own plans. Come on, somebody. And uh, that was his problem. So, to be strong in spirit, I must discipline my desires. We all have desires, but we got to discipline our desires. Number two, resentment weakens my spirit. And uh, we talked about the scripture. That uh, First Peter four one and two strengthen yourself with Christ's way of thinking. Live your lives controlled by God, will not by human, de- but, but not by human desires. So what Samson did, he lived his life in a constant state of disappointment and anger and resentment and bitterness. He's a very angry man. So he said, "To be strong in spirit, I must control my reactions." Now all of us will have reactions, but you've got to control them. And then number three. We said, carelessness weakens my spirit, and we gave you the verse in Proverbs eighteen twenty, and the Bible says, you will, ha- you will have to live with the consequence of everything you say. I'm getting a little feedback. Are you guys hearing that? I hear a little echo. I'm not sure what's going on, guys, but you can help me on that. So, to be strong in spirit, I must develop good habits. We talked about next week, we're starting the 201 class, and and that's what it talks about, developing habits. So today, today's message is three habits that strengthens my spirit. We're going to get on the positive end on this and give you something that will help you to strengthen your spirit. And I believe God wants your spirit strengthened today. So, let's read, and then we'll pray. Let's read Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. And here's what the scripture says, build up your strength. That's something that you do. Build up your strength. How do you do it? How do you do it? Uh, In union with Christ and by means of his mighty power. Bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for the way that you're leading and guiding us here at Open Bible Christian. And, Lord, we're not playing church. We're here because... Uh, we desire to be here we want more of you lord we're not just coming to fill in a spot or uh, to just hide out somewhere like a uh, but we're here god because we want to know more of your will and your way help us this day we pray in jesus name and everybody said now you'll have to you have a part in building your strength and god has a part in building you as well okay so how does this happen? There's three ways i gonna we'll give them to you. Number one, write this down. The first habit for spiritual strength, get time with God every day. Write that down. Get time with God every day. Not just every now and then, but on a daily basis. You're going to have to pull yourself apart and give God some time. And if you're doing that, you're building up your yourself your, your spiritually. You're building yourself a strong spirit. Give time with God every single day. If you're not doing that, you're not growing spiritually. Folks, you cannot grow in, in, in spiritually with God, but not giving God time every day of your life. How many of you believe you need to have a daily prayer life? Let me see your hands, okay? So when you are praying, you are talking to God, okay? And when you have your quiet time, God can talk back to you. God can begin to speak to you, and, and you, you, you'll have to listen to that. So if you're not doing that, you're, you're getting weaker, okay? So you need that uh, daily quiet time. So Each of these three habits, I want to give you the reason, the routine, and the result. So if you won't take, you know, if you take these things, and and, and it won't take long to give these, but if you'll take these and and put this in your daily life, you're going to see a a change in your life. You'll see some strength come into your life. Number one, the reason. The first reason is why do I have a daily prayer life? Well, the scripture says it this way in Psalms 25, 4 Show me the path that I should go, O Lord. And point out the right road for me to walk. You need a daily quiet time. Why? For guidance. Everybody say guidance. You need direction in your life. You need God to speak to you about direction of your life. The word of God is a lamp into my feet, a light into my pathway. So when I get God's word in my mind, in my heart, in my life, it begins to show me God's ways. How many of you have ever made a mistake and you wish you could uh, redo it? Let me see your hands, okay? You know, if you're following after God, though, and James 1.5, if you're asking God for wisdom, you're not going to make as many mistakes as you normally would if you're seeking after God. If you believe that say man, you're getting God pulled into your life on a daily basis. So if you want God's will, if you want God's way in your life, you got to have a daily quiet time, okay? So if you're, if you're not having a daily quiet time and you're not getting guidance from God, what does that mean? It means that you're on your own. That means that you're just out there floating on your own, and you don't want to do that, okay? You're going your own way. You're going your own path. You're, you're, you're seeking your own peace, your own pace, your own direction. So that's the reason, the direction. Write this down. The direction. What's the routine? Uh, it's to get along with God by myself. I need some self-time with God. The Bible says in Luke five sixteen that Jesus often withdrew himself to a lonely place and he prayed. I want you to underline that word often. That was habitual. He had a habit. Everybody say a habit. It was a good habit. He has a habit of praying. You know when you're looking for Jesus they say where is he? He's praying over there. That's what he's doing. He's praying. He's seeking the face of God. So we need to have that time that we seek God. We need to have that routine. You know some of the verses in the Bible says Jesus withdrew himself to a lonely place as was his custom. The word customary is habit. In other words, he had a habit. This is what he did on a daily basis. He, he sought God out for prayer. So you get in a place. You get along with God. You be quiet. You pray. And then you begin to read the Bible and God begins to speak back to you, okay? And then we ask the, the next one there, what is the result of that? There's, there's many good results. There's blessings that come. So what's the result? John fifteen seven, Jesus said these words, if you'll remain in me and my words remain in you, that's a, at that's a quiet time. Then you will ask for something you wish, and you shall have it. How many of you know it's good to have answered prayer? Somebody say amen. You know, when you stand praying, you ask, and you believe God, you shall receive those things that you're asking. See, sometimes we're not getting things from God that we need to be getting. Why? It's because, you know, it's kind of like we're wanting that kind of that Hail Mary type prayer. You know, the, you know just a desperate prayer, whatever it may be. What you need is a daily prayer time, a daily seeking God. And when you get into that, folks, God's blessings are going to be upon you. Somebody say amen. amen. So do you know that one of the keys for answered prayer is, is spending time with God, just spending time with God. Now, folks, sometimes, you know, when I get in my prayer closet, and sometimes I'm praying, you know, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray about a situation. So you just get in the presence of God, and you you start talking to God. And, folks, you know, sometimes it's just like our custom is, our habit is, that we're always wanting to say something. The Bible says be slow to speak and swift to hear. We have two ears and one mouth. Come on, somebody. And we need to listen to what God is saying to us. See the, the the people that has you know the people that have blessings in their life, the people that have experienced uh, great things in their life, are those that had a good prayer life. So the number one habit you need to develop in 2015 is you need to have a good prayer life and spending time with God. You know, I, I'm not going to you know you don't need to go a single day without seeking God. You know, uh, five minutes, ten minutes. What you need to have some time with God every day as much as you can. And you need to build that into your life, and it's going to make you a stronger person. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Number two, write this down. Get together with believers every week. Now, this is what the Bible commands. This is what the Bible teaches. These aren't rocket science, folks. We know what they are. We just don't do them. You know, we're not in a habit of doing it. getting together with other believers on a, a weekly basis. We call, you know, it, it could be a small group, it could be a Sunday school class, it could be a Wednesday night. But you need something where you get together with other believers and you uh, begin to study the Bible, you begin to pray together. So if you're going to be spiritually strong in 2015, here's the reason, here's the reason. Hebrews 10.25 says it this way. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together. Instead, let us encourage each other. So it's not just, you know, it's not just something that you're getting all the time when you come to the house of God. It's not just something that that you're getting, it's something that you're giving as well. Somebody say, "Amen." So it's a kind of a give and take thing, you know. And God, you know, uh, God brings us together. We, you know, I believe the answer is within this this place right here. I believe God can show us his will and his way as we come together and seek his face if you believe that, say, "Amen." So there's a habit of meeting together. It's like a fire. You know, you've got a big fire over here and the fire's going great. You know, the fire's burning good, you know. And you take one of those uh, pieces of wood or whatever out of the fire and you take it over here by itself and you set it down somewhere. Folks, it's not going to be just a little while. That's going to go out. That fire's going to go out. Come on, somebody. So, see, we need each other and you need the other person. They need you. And when we come together on a daily basis, God begins to bless our time. So that's the reason, the routine. We find the routine in, in, in the, the, the group, small groups is that, you know, coming together. Acts 5.42 says they met day after day in the temple courts from house to house. What did worship in church look like in the New Testament? Well, the temple courts was the larger worship place. And the house to house or the small uh, rooms, whether it be a Sunday school class on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, or in a home somewhere outside the church. You know, as we come together, there's such blessings in that. And God honored that and God blessed that. So, you know, you have a time of celebrate. You have a time of sell. You have that time of large worship like we're doing this morning. And then you have those where you have a handful of folk together where you can get there and grow together, learn together. So that's the routine, the results. What is the result? Let's look at Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 and 10. The Bible says two are better off than one. Because together they are more effective If one falls down the other can pick him up So see we need each other And there's times that you're going to fall That, that I need to pick you up and There might be times that I fall you need to pick me up And we work together on that That's what the Bible teaches us There are going to be times this year When you need somebody else in your life Other than yourself Other than your spouse Other than your children You're going to need somebody within the church And there's times that you're going to need to be there for them If, if you believe that say Amen and, and that is the result, okay, of that. And you need some people in your life. Well, you already made the contact with, you know, you need those people in your life. Who in your life would show up right now if you had a disaster? Think about that. You know, you say, well, you know what, I just don't have a lot of friends. Well, what you're telling me is you're not showing yourself friendly. Because if you show yourself friendly, come on, somebody, you'll have friends. You have to step out of your comfort zone and you meet people and, uh, you know, uh, when we come to, the, come to church, you come to the house of God. You, you know, at one time we were all strangers. Come on, somebody. Uh, but when you come in, you begin to grow, and, you, and God begins to work in your life, and you get strong, and then you can be able to help someone else, and there's times that they can help you, if you believe that, say amen. So you need a daily time with God. You need to, eat with, uh, need to meet with believers every week. And number three, I want you to write this one down. This was, is this was one that gets quiet when the preacher starts talking. And I usually only do maybe one or two messages a year, and this is only a third of a message of it. But I want to give you this because it's very important. Number three, write this down. Give a tithe to God every weekend. Give a tithe to God. What's tithe mean? Tithe means a 10%. Tithing is a habit of returning the first 10% of your income back to God. Now, folks, I tell you, when I first heard this, You know, I I was taken back. I thought, whoa, I I don't know about this. You know, and I I had questions about it. But I began to look in the Bible, and it was from Genesis to Revelations. You know, Jesus says, these things you ought to have done, talking to the Pharisees, but not leave the other undone. So even, even, you know, even with the Pharisees, they were doing something about tithing. They were okay in that area. He says, these things you ought to have done, but not leave the other undone. There's mercy and other things there, too. But for the tithing of giving of your tithes to God. Folks, this is the only place that you can test God. This is the only place in the Bible where you really put your life on the line because your income is your life. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. So when you're giving that back to God, when I give my tithe to God, I'm saying, God, I trust you with my income. I trust you with my life. I am believing, God, that you can take care of me. Let me just say this. God has never failed me yet. Come on, somebody. So every time I get into a financial situation, my wife and I, we just start giving. We just start giving. We start sowing seed. We start, and God starts bringing back. There's been doors open for me that other people have asked me, how did that door open for you? Folks, i tell you what. You trust God and God will bless you. Somebody say amen. So, you know, uh, the reason, that, uh, the reason, the Bible says in Matthew 6, 21, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know, there's nothing wrong with money, but if money's got control of you, then there's a problem. Somebody say amen. So where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So notice that, where your heart and your, 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 your money and, and those things and your heart. So when you're giving to God of your treasure, you're giving God your heart. I want you to think about that. that. That's the reason that we're to give, okay? If I can't give God the first part of my money, then I'm not really putting him first in my life. I'm just pretending that he is. So where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let me give you another scripture. Deuteronomy 14.23, the purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your life. Deuteronomy 14.23. So the question, is God first in your life? Does money show it? Uh, Does your wallet show it? Uh, What if I looked in your checkbook? You know, what would I see in there where, where your treasure is, okay? Uh, if, if one would look at that checkbook, what would it say? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So what are you, you, know, wh- what are you doing with your finances? The routine. Here's the routine. Uh, turn to 1 Corinthians 16. I want to give you this. I want you to look at this one. Uh, verse 1. How do I develop this habit of tithing into my life? Here's what Paul wrote to the church at Corinth. 1 Corinthians 16. On the first day of every week, that's Sunday for most people, your Sabbath, on the first day of every week. I set aside some of what you've earned and give it as an offering to the Lord. The amount depends on how much the Lord has blessed you with. It's in proportion to giving. Think about that. I give the first ten percent back to God. If I made a lot, you know, I give a lot. If I made a little, I give a little. So that is the routine. Now, what is the results? Folks, I am telling you, you cannot outgive God. If you believe that, say amen. What are the results? Here's the the promise of tithing in the Bible. Malachi 3.10, bring your whole tithe into the storehouse of God, the whole thing. Not 5%, 2%, whatever. It said the whole tithe. And notice this. He says, test me in this. The only place in the Bible that God says you can test me. In other words, you can try me. You can put me on the line. Because when, when you do what you said you'll do, I'll do what I said I'll do. Folks, I believe that. How many of you believe that? I believe that, you know, that scripture is for me. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, the floodgates, and pour so much out that you won't have enough room for it. God says, I dare you. I double-dog dare you. Come on, somebody. I dare you to do it. I dare you because when you do, I'm going to bless your life. How many of you want to have a blessed life in 2015? Well, let me tell you something. What you're doing, you're, you're sowing seed over here. And you put your seed over here, and your harvest is going to when you're walking there. You know, this your harvest is going to come up from the seed that you sown. How many know a farmer understands that? The, it's not a rocket science. You know, if you put corn in the ground, you put a grain of corn. My goodness, you get two or three uh, uh, stalks of corn, I should say, or two or three of those ears of corn, I should say, on one stalk. But just put in one in the ground, and that's what we do. We we, we God says I don't want ninety percent of your income. I, I want ten. I want you to just try me in this. I want you to test me in this. I want you to give to me and watch that I give to you. Oh, hallelujah. It's the Pepsi challenge verse of the Bible. Try it. You'll like it. Come on, somebody. I'm going to try that. And, I'm gonna, and I, you know what? I've tried it, and I like it. I've been playing this game for many years, and, and I, I, I've lost my, I, I've never, I, I've, I've always lost with God. as far. I mean, when you give to God, he's always going to outgive you. Now, if you give the spoonful, he gives the spoonful back. So you need to understand, how, how are you giving? I, you know, here's the question. Which of these three weakness, weaknesses, I should say, are most likely to fall into you, those traps in your life? Which of these three do you need to start in 2015? And are you being tempted by self-indulgence? Is this, there's an area of your life that you're in selfishness like, like, like Samson was, okay? Uh, is there an area of resentment, that, that weakness in your life? Is there an area of carelessness that you don't, you know, you, you've just gotten a little too careless? That's what Samson did. And the Holy Spirit does this. God's telling you, you need to work on these things and here's how you can strengthen them. I want to see you blessed. I want to see you blessed in 2015. I want to see you rise up above the fray into that place where the blessings of God are coming your way. Let me just say this, folks. Everywhere that I go, God's blessings are following me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. They are following me right now. Glory to God. Let me tell you something. You can't outgive give God. And let me tell you, you give him your time. You give him your talent. You give him your treasure. And God is going to give back to you. Somebody say amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand clap this morning, would you? So take that Pepsi challenge. <laughs> Try it. You'll like it. Let's all commit on this weekend to do these three habits in our lives. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to get some daily time with God? Uh, you know, you know, folks, uh, things don't just happen. They're made to happen. And that's the reason you just need to, you need to put it into your life. You need to find a verse of Scripture that you stand on. You say, this is my verse of Scripture. This is for me. This is, this is my Bible. This is for me. I'm taking this personally. I'm trusting God. God said it. God has promised this. And because of that, I'm going to take him at his word. How many of you know God's word will last forever? Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will will last forever. So you have that word that you can stand on. I stand on the word of God. I believe God, you know. And when you do, you know what? I, I, I want to challenge you today. I want to stir your hearts up today. I don't want to see you where you are, but I want to see you where you need to be. I believe God has some great things for you. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. So God wants to strengthen us today. Hallelujah. Let me uh, me read that verse of Scripture again, Ephesians 6.10. Build up your strength in union with the Lord, and by all means, by his mighty power. You know, I'm not talking about getting into self And anger and frustration and bitterness and all those things. You know, if you're into that, that's self. But I'm talking about being into God's thing. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the strength that God wants to put inside of you. Hallelujah. So when, when, you know, you feel like wanting to strike back, you're going to do what God says to do. Instead of going the wrong direction, you're going to go God's direction. Why? Because you have strengthened yourself in the Lord. Did you get anything out of this today? you did put your hands together give the Lord a hand clap I want to pray for you this morning and I uh, I'm going to cut it a little short today we have a a video in just a little bit we're going to show and uh, you know we and also uh, Jim Brooks wasn't with us uh, a couple weeks ago when we uh, talked about our Mexico trip I'm going to have Jim just to share a little bit in just a moment but would you bow your heads with me I want to pray for you first and I want you to take this, as we say, the Pepsi challenge. Take the, the word challenge this morning. And, and, and I want to see your life strengthened in God. I want to see God strengthen you, you know. And, and here's how you can do that. You, know, you, you need to have a quiet time with God. You need to be a time where you're praying and seeking after God. You need to be, have a time where you're putting to practice those things in your life that God is speaking to you. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, you, you're, you're working with other believers. You're talking with, you know what, there's only two, two, uh, there's only two commandments that we need to have and we need to obey. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the reason God wants us to come together on a weekly basis. You know, and why? Because we come together. And, and, you know, you, you know and, and we learn to help each other and pray for one another and strengthen one another, uh, you know, and not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, Paul said. But, but be that godly person and putting a habit in your life. And then the third thing, my giving back to God. I want to give back to God what he has given to me. If God's blessing you, then all God's saying is the way he's blessing you, give something back to God and God will bless you. Bow your heads with me, Father. I thank you for each and every person that's here this morning, and God, I just ask that your Holy Spirit, oh God, would minister to us and through us this day. <coughs> and Lord, we we uh, we set ourselves apart this day, and, and Lord, I know that you are working on behalf of some of the people that are here this morning. I know that 2015 is going to be a great year because of commitments. That they're making right now And things that they're doing right now is going to affect them Lord for the rest of their lives I pray God that we'd be able to step out of our comfort zone And get into some of these areas Where that you're using us That your Holy Spirit is taking us to new levels And that you're blessing this church And you're blessing those members of this church You're blessing each and every one of us that we may be the people that you've called us to be. is every head bowed, every eye closed, if you just feel like that there's something that God is speaking to you about and there's something that you feel like you need to receive this morning, if you don't know Jesus, that's a good place to start because, you know, if you don't know him, you've, you've got to know him. The Bible says those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you don't know him, we're going to give you an opportunity to pray with you on that. But this morning, if God's speaking to you and you're ready to to, to, to take a hold of the plow, so to speak, And you're ready to get in in line with God. You're ready to begin to get in some of these habits in your life. If that's you, if God's speaking to you, I want to pray for you. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you this morning. I want you to just think about it. Think about where are you? Where do you want to be? And I I believe God has just kind of threw this out this morning to you. And it's there. And if you want to receive that, take hold of that, God will bless your life. Okay, on the count of three, one, two, three, raise your hand. Hallelujah, hands are going up all over Hallelujah, yes, 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 yes Oh, hallelujah Just raise the other hand up as a surrender to God Father, I thank you for everyone that's raising their hand right now You know where they are and you know where they need to be And God, you, your Holy Spirit can get them to that place I commit them to you this morning And I just pray that your Holy Spirit would do a sovereign work in their lives Bless us this day, we pray in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand clap if you've got anything out of this today.